0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. All right, folks. Welcome back to a special edition Mountainless Wire podcast. Talking football, talking New 6slash bonus utah state boise state podcast mwy.com that's our good old website where apparently everybody's coming by to see and read and hate or like on us i'm jeremy moss joined by not our typical friend here we have raj Prabal talking boise state new year six hey <laughs> hey well i'm glad you got me here and i'm glad that
1: we're going to be able to like rehash the boise state game and the utah state game a bit and you know matt does a good job but um it's always good to replace the president's state guy with the Boise State guy.
0: Oh, two reasons for this. We wanted to, wanted to do this for a while, but we figured if you think about it, there's so many options. Like after week seven or eight, because we discussed at least I think once when you're on words started getting out of hand after like four minutes. Like this is uh, people are probably getting a headache trying to figure out the web of how this near six stuff could go about.
1: Yeah, because you know you had like a few weeks ago you had like one loss UAB and if they beat Texas A and M and how does that stack up with the potential three loss Cincinnati? It, it was just too complicated to run down like hundreds of scenarios. So yeah, so we, now, got, a, we got like what, now, five, six, six, seven, maybe. I think we got about maybe like, five teams, or yeah, we have five teams with even a, a shot, and everyone else is done.
0: I um. I may even go four shot for realistic teams, right?
1: Because well, yeah,
0: here, here's here, here's what we're gonna do: you put out a tweet, I put out an article because this stuff is fun. And so, the simplest answer to all of this is UCF wins this week and next week, and that's it, game over. Yes. However, we don't want we want some action. We want some fun. We don't want to see that happen, right? We want to see crazy. Well, I want to kind of add on to that. The
1: simplest things and to happen is if UCF wins this week and they're 14-point favorites on the road at USF, and if Fresno State wins. If those two things happen, and Fresno, I don't know what the line, What it, did you guys even make a pick against the line? Yeah, it's 31. Fres- it's 31.
0: It's 31. Okay, it's so
1: Fresno State is a 31-point favorite against San Jose State. So if it, both of those happen, then it's basically next week will just be UCF wins, they're in, if they lose, then Mountain West champion, whoever of the three teams in the mountain west there they go so yes. that that's the most likely case now if one of those two do not happen if ucf loses or if fresno state loses then then things get kind of funny
0: i will remind people i i, I kind of jab mad every now and then david fells beat Derek Carr on black friday that's true so and- anything could happen however that san jose state team is actually really good at one ten games so well in and it's
1: also different because Fresno State tends to lose when the spotlight's on them oh. and the spotlight's not on them right now so this <laughs> is a the game they should win and they probably will win
0: plus San Jose State is terrible sorry they are they're not good they they got a little bit better but then it kind of fell away
1: I, you know i'm i'm so i'm from San Jose California and i was talking to my dad about why San Jose State is terrible and it's just it's just systematic there just nobody cares about the school and it's just sad because you think that they could just easily recruit anybody that doesn't get into Berkeley or Stanford. But yeah. anyway, we could just talk about why Stanford – San Jose State is terrible. But. Yeah.
0: Just get the leftovers, and they're fine. It's like why well, Texas Tech is usually pretty good and conference yeah. helps. But there's there should be enough talent where they should be pretty good. All right, so where should we go next? So the likeliest, the likeliest scenario, like we mentioned, UCF winning. And they're number nine, which is whatever, too high.
1: But – yeah, that's re that's reactionary to um Ohio the Ohio State should be ahead of them, but since Ohio State looked terrible, they're nine no. instead of ten.
0: But it doesn't really matter. Nine ten doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not making the playoff even if crazy happens. So here's the thing, I here's my order I have, and I think your order is kind of similar. So we have undefeated yeah. UCF, easy peasy, easy there. So number two, I think it's Utah State because they're already ranked higher than um it doesn't matter where Boise State's ranked, but they just have a higher yeah. ranking to get closer. That's my point. Whether if they do win, they have the best schedule similar to Boise State the past couple weeks. They've had a they'll have a couple if they because they beat a ranked team. If they win this week, a rank they'll be another ranked team. And maybe Fresno State maybe could be ranked if not a ten win team, they could beat. So their schedule's there. However, just by virtue of being ranked higher, and if they beat, beat finally a, a really good opponent, they will be number two because what it would take would be just UCF losing to Houston or Memphis, and then. Is that, do you think that's great? Who was your number two? Was that your number two selection as well?
1: Well, the way I did it was I had a 2A, 2B, and 2C. Cop because out, I just figured... Yeah, it is a cop-out because I just feel it's like... It's so close! I, I think, like, you, you, start, you, you really need to start looking at the scores of the game, which I hate because I like to just look at wins and losses. That's what I liked about the BCS. It was just about wins and losses because ultimately that's what you try to do. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you beat somebody by. If you win the game, you win the game. But, um... I think it gets so close. So I'm looking at, like, Sagarin's rankings, which mm-hmm. obviously is not the end all. But right now, Sagarin has Utah State at 125 for schedule. They have UCF at 95. Ooh. And they got Boise State at 75.
0: Okay. So that will – that's that's clear right there. And so I think – let me ask you this, though, because I have Utah State 2 in that scenario. I put UCF 3 if they lose USF and get in. Yeah. Do you think Utah State would be above them? Because my thinking, and I'll let you expound as well. They're number nine. They lose, and we kind of did this in our DMs. They lose right. to UCF or some USF. They would drop what ten spots? You would think. I, I think
1: they would drop about ten spots. About,
0: between six, eight, 16 to eighteen, right? Right. And you would think, and that's why I voiced it below, but it's super close. I think whoever I I'd put Utah State above because they'd be the ranked team. Utah State might be eighteen or seventeen. And it would be hard for me to see the committee doing going to the final week to put UCF above them after losing to a bad team. Where I know it shouldn't be a week by week. Like, what happens? Let's just like say week two you beat a ranked team and they're still good. Should it matter if you beat them in week two or week week twelve? It should all kind of be equal. But that's I don't think they see it that way because it's like not not that it's recency bias, but hey, they beat a good team where the optics look great for Utah State or bad for USF. I think if that happens, Utah State to have above them. But if, that happen- if the same scenario happens with Boise State, I'm wondering if that two spots is just a little bit too far enough. Like, they can't catch them. It's so close. So that's how I put it that way. So what
1: I think the committee will do is – so right now I'm looking at the, the college football playoff rankings. I think UCF, if they lose to South Florida, they'll drop to – 18th. And the reason I pick 18th is, or they'll drop to 17th because I think all the teams with three losses of the Power 5 will still be ahead of them. Eesh. And um, it, and Washington might drop below them. And I think the committee will put the Utah State and Boise State winner right below them and like hedge their bets. That's you know what I'm lame. saying?
0: That's so lame though because it's a very... It's, but here's the thing. This win by either Boise or Utah State is by far better than... Well, not by far. But... Slightly better than, I would say, the Cincinnati win. No, I think it's – it's, well, it's I mean,
1: especially for Utah State because it's a road win.
0: Okay, okay, let's put that – okay, so Utah State win, that's better than Cincinnati. A Boise win, still probably a tiny bit better. Close.
1: About a wash, right.
0: Yeah, pretty close. So – but that's lame too. It's like – you might be right though, but then again, that still benefits the Mountain West because let's just say who – like, Fresno wins, that's fine. They're going to play a Houston team or a Memphis team, probably Houston, especially if Ed Oliver's back. Right, Houston would be I think nine and three, right, if they win I th- their a final game. Yeah, they're, they're eight and three right now. So if they okay. win, they'd be nine and three. Better than Memphis, obviously. So you're telling me, <clears throat> well, well, right now Memphis is an eight point
1: favorite. Really? Yeah. Well, we're... I think that's before the Ed Oliver announcement, but they were an eight point favorite just a day ago at home.
0: That's a lot. that's too many points.
1: <laughs> that's a lot of points. I can
0: see them being favored because that offense is actually pretty good for the most part. But man, that's, that's and
1: remember, Memphis played UCF pretty
0: tough. Yeah. So, but my thinking is, who like Fresno State has a real chance to be ranked this weekend if they after beating Fresno State.
1: No, so the reason I think the committee will put UCF one spot above Boise State and Utah State because that ranking would not be controversial and they still have an out because then they could go into the championship game and just pray that either Boise State and Utah State loses to Fresno State or UCF loses and then they don't have to make a tough choice.
0: I'd argue if UCF loses this week – any mountain west champion should be above them because they're going to play a ranked team. I Fresno State, well, they may not be 25th, but they're going to have 10 wins. They're going to be extremely close to being ranked. So any any victory whoever wins that game is going to be much better than playing Houston or Memphis, right? So even yeah. if it's one spot ahead, why wouldn't they say it's like just say whoever wins the Mountain right. West title game, say it's 30 to 10, 30 to 13, a fairly convincing win on either way. And say even say UCF wins by the same about the same score. You're not telling me, uh, especially if the road team wins. Like if Fresno State wins on the road at Logan or Boise and beating a team that's 18 or 19, they're not going to jump UCF if they well, win. I, I, okay, well i, I want to put Fresno State aside for a second. Okay, yeah, and that's a little bit harder to look at. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let, let's stick to UCF versus the Boise State Utah, Utah State winner because I think I think it just comes down. I think then it will come down to the scorecards then. Then it will really matter if if UCF plays a four-loss Memphis or a three-loss Utah State or a three-loss um, um, Houston, mm-hmm. and it will really obviously we're assuming that Fresno State wins and is ranked here. So those type of things will matter. The score will matter if Utah State wins on the road. So I, I just think it's just so close between a one-loss UCF um, and then the Utah State Boise State winner. It just it's just so close between those three that that um, that things like the score are going to matter and that's kind of sucky but i think that's what's going to come down to
0: well i see part of it it's cool. you have to count score a little bit because losing one thing i really hate about the committee is that if you if you get a check mark if you beat a winning team or a losing right. team record-wise so it's like utah state or whoever beats a seven and five team it's the same as beating a 12 and 0 team or 10 and 2 team as is right. losing to owen 10 to 5 and 6 right and so i think that's Pretty lame. That should be weighted a little bit, but I it's it's so close. So the Well, let's let's move on a tiny bit here. But yeah. I I think you're right though. It's I my opinion is if UCF loses this weekend, any Mountain Rush champion should be in. Even though I ranked UCF ahead of Boise and Fresno a little bit because I still think that's the case. <clears throat> it's the best one possible. I I did not. That I'm hedging my bet like you say the committee would do. I just think you're undefeated. You lose just one game and they win the title game. But like my three, four, and five is super close.
1: Well, so I, I two points to that. I think like the way I look at it is undefeated is undefeated. Yeah. Like like Utah State, I like guess a Boise State fan, I could bring their schedule into question because they've lost a game, and so we could compare nine and two versus ten and one. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, we don't know the barometer for Utah uh, for UCF to lose. And undefeated is undefeated. But yeah. once they lose one game, I, I think ten spots dropping is pretty l- legit it's fair but to an unranked team that's my point yeah it, yeah but okay said, but the follow up to that is um, they're still gonna a lot of people from the outside are still gonna look at UCF as um, one boss in 26 games or 27 so
0: games it's before. one in 12 one in right. 11 actually
1: right right or 11 and 1 um, but do you think like and Utah State is not a national brand quote unquote like Boise State is and Fresno State is to a lesser extent Mm -hmm. so do you think that they'll feel any public pressure to keep UCF above Utah State? They shouldn't it shouldn't matter that's my point it shouldn't but here's the
0: thing too are there should there be seven SEC teams ranked? no should Kentucky really be above Utah or should Northwestern really be ranked? they lost to Akron well, should Pittsburgh be ranked? Or should Iowa State be ranked? Oh, that's my point, yeah. four, Six and four Iowa State. It's like, yeah, it, it's crap. Like, even, like, I don't know. It's like, it's just a mess, like, some of this stuff. Like, I'm telling you, Utah State and even Boise State. But Texas A&M, really? Seven and four? UAB no. nearly beat them. They're not that good. The SEC gets all the crap credit, crappy credit, whatever I'm going to say. Right. Because they play each other. And the only reason, the only reason, there's here's the thing. It's a funny thing. If you look at Alabama's strength of schedule, it's like 50. Because they don't play themselves yet. Kentucky plays them. They're top 15. Tennessee plays them. Texas A&M plays them. Auburn plays them. Their strength of schedule shoots up just because they play the team, LSU, regardless win or loss. So Alabama's strength of schedule can never be as good. That's so heavily weighted to the best team in the country. And they use that type of stuff. You should kind of take a step back and say, okay, yeah, LSU played Alabama. Yeah. Schedule's tough, but it got shut out. Mississippi state got shut out. Their schedule strength is high because of of one team on their schedule. Like, Kentucky, like if you look at what Florida's done, like they're barely beating Vanderbilt. They're winning barely beating Missouri. I'm telling me like Utah State and Boise State probably should be like seventeen or eighteen. You know, I was I just pulled up
1: Syracuse's schedule because I was curious, and um, within the ACC, Put they garbage. beat North Carolina State. Who's a fraud? No, well North Carolina, okay. Yeah, North Carolina State's seven and three.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, but then they've also been Wake Forest five and six, Louisville two and nine. North Carolina, 2-8, and eight, mm-hmm. and UConn, and and Florida State. And I don't know who WAG is.
0: I think it's some FCS squad, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they beat Western uh, Wagner. Wagner, so FCS, yeah, they,
0: Wagner. Northeast Conference.
1: <laughs> are they division? Are they FCS? Yeah, they are FCS, yeah. Okay, gotcha. They so, gave um, Clemson a close game, but that's about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's just... So let's go back to Fresno State at two losses versus UCF with one loss. The reason I don't think that Fresno State has a shot is because I think Fresno State will get in because you obviously have the Utah State, Boise State loser. You have UW. I don't know if UW will drop out if they lose to uh, to Washington State. Um, Pittsburgh will probably lose at Miami. And um, so Fresno State will probably jump in at 23 or 24. But even if – excuse me. Even if UCF drops ten spots, do you think they'll have that'll be enough for them? Like, let's oh. say, let's say Fresno State is twenty-four and they play um, Utah State, who's nineteenth, and UCF is
0: eighteenth. You do you think that a Fresno State victory will jump them? It should because that's a much better that's much better win than than UCF has at all by far. And what is Fresno State's schedule? Did you mention that? From no, I did not. But I still have it up. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State is at 85. That's 30 spots better than, and that'll. It, well, I may not go up playing Utah State just because of depending how the calculations work. Right, right, it, right. It, it would. Let's say it goes to, and they play San Jose State. Let's just say it stays a wash because the difference 85. Right. It's that's 20 plus spots better than UCF. And they have a much better win. And if you like me and Matt, kind of you heard the show, like I he's like, well, we need BYU to maybe beat Utah, win, beat Utah, UCLA. I kind of put that aside. I'm like, just win. However, if it's coming down to Fresno State and UCF, yes, Fresno wants UCLA to win, Minnesota to win, Toledo to win, because that gets all those. I think all three of those teams would be bull teams, if I'm correct. I know UCLA is at five wins. I'm not sure what uh, – I think Minnesota's right there as well. So if they can beat all, have all these wins against teams with winning records or at least five, six wins, that's a couple more check marks compared to UCF having wins against losing record teams. And so that's the only way that stuff comes into play for um, Fresno State to help them out because they, get a, they can technically say – or not technically, actually say, we beat these teams who are ball-eligible.
1: Another thing about
0: the strength of schedule, it does not factor
1: in that Boise State, Utah State, and Fresno State have played an extra game over UCF. And I'm not sure if the committee North will, Carolina, the
0: would North Carolina, it wouldn't matter.
1: <laughs> I don't – well, not only that, but I don't think – I think that's kind of tricky to penalize a team because of a hurricane. But, th- but yeah. if you just look at it, like playing – if you have the same strength of schedule but you play an extra game and that's a win, that means you've played a harder schedule.
0: Sure. In North Carolina, real quick, Sagard has an 88th overall and 46 schedule rank. So that would have been – what would that put UCF? What, 90, 92? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I would say it's still, still overall terrible schedule. So that's why those three are so tough. I think you're right with Fresno being on the outside. But one more gets wild, we ready to see how Houston gets in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So
1: let's um. So right, let's just talk about what happens just for fun. Let's just talk about what happens if Fresno State loses, then wins the Mountain West. Conference. That's that's what
0: I'm getting. At. That's how Houston gets yeah. in. So <laughs> here's how Houston gets in. They beat Memphis. They beat 11-0 UCF, AAC champ. So they're one of five teams in the mix. Right. And so they'd have the best win out of anybody from the group of five, as it beating a um a number seven or eight UCF team I'm gonna say maybe not eight or nine let's just go eight or nine because that's most likely so they have that great victory they're not going to be ranked going into the title game so what this would take would be in my opinion it'd have to be Fresno State losing to San Jose State and then winning the Mountain West right but then again I also just well no I didn't just say that but that's how I think Houston could get in do you think that's possibility for beating an eight ranked team and say Fresno is a well no, they're not gonna be ranked at all. Even if they beat they won't be ranked. Even if they I, beat you know Utah what? State or Boise, they would they might be twenty five after final. But I don't think I don't think I think losing to San Jose State so bad. <laughs> is, is so bad that they would not be ranked. Is that is that unfair? No, no, you're probably right. I just probably thought twenty five just maybe just to throw my bone, but there's a good yeah. chance it would not be ranked. Plus it would give them okay, it's it's Houston. They beat number eight UCF. UCF will still be ranked higher, but Houston will get in at nine and four. Ten and four? No, 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 ten and three, sorry.
1: 10 and, ten and three. three yeah. Okay, let's look at um just to talk about crazy scenarios, just to touch all the bases. Let's say Memphis beats Houston. So now we have an eight and four, and then they beat UCF. So they're um Memphis is the AAC champ at nine and four. Uh, Fresno State is ten and three. Do you think Buffalo, uh, Troy,
0: Appalachian State, or UAB are in the mix? I don't think so. I would say, let me pull up their standard. I put a little blurb at the end. I'm like, it's probably not going to happen if any of those teams. Um, it's kind of like, a, here's the thing who has the best win overall? That's part of it, too. Like, Buffalo has not a great win. Army would nowhere be in consideration just because they're an independent. It's impossible because they right. have to be top uh, 12 to get in. Um, Conference USA would be UAB at 10 and. 10-2, 11-2, probably 10 not. And two. yeah, 11-2. H- had they beat Texas a and I would probably say they'd be – Yeah, had I, they beat Texas A&M, they'd be in the mix right now. I think they'd be in there. I don't think um, App State um, – well, nobody from the MAC because Buffalo at 10-2 or 11-2, I don't think they'll be in there. Um, and they're not even close to even be in, being into the other rankings. I would say no. I would say – you never want to say never, but if you're going to pick a team, maybe – I don't know, maybe Buffalo, but that's still a stretch. Their best win, I think, is Army, right? Or no? Yeah, I just just no. They got no. They got blown up by Army, so I don't know. I'm gonna say no because I don't see there's any chance of them being close. Any of those teams? Well,
1: what would Troy beat Nebraska? So? Okay, I'm saying if they if they're um if they're (laughs) 11 and two um with wins with just who they lost to a school called Liberty. That's not good. They're a brand new FBS team who paid their way in. (laughs) well okay so that's dude nebraska's
0: four seven that's not a good win no nebraska's not but at least it's a power five win yeah yeah sure (laughs) but no i'm gonna say no i don't think because there's too many teams there for that to happen the options or the scenarios are so minute right it would be like it would have to be here's what would make even worse ucf loses this week and then also loses to memphis so they're even so that even dilutes to win even more for memphis
1: well, I don't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because, the, 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 okay, well, let's let's just look at that. What would you say an eight and four Memphis would be above um, a um, a nine and three Fresno State?
0: No, I was thinking about that. Say, okay, so I I know that probably would be my number eight spot because what that would take would be Fresno losing to San Jose State and then beating whoever. Fine, great, good win. <laughs> um, UCF would be would lose. They would be like we said probably eighteen. And then Memphis beats a pretty good Houston team, and then Memphis beats UCF. Uh, I don't think that's enough. But four losses? You're going to put them in four losses over a three-loss Fresno team? No. So that's my point. It's, it would be something to look at, but it's like that would be – no, nine and four. Sorry. I, I wouldn't think so. No. But it's – oh, man. This
1: is nuts. Okay. So I think – so the way I got it is I got it broken down into four tiers, okay? Mm-hmm. So – so it's kind of like rankings, but I think tier systems work a little bit better in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first tier we have is undefeated UCF. In, their, there's nobody else touching them, right?
0: hmm
1: Right, we agree on that. Exactly, yes. Okay, the second tier is Utah State, um, Boise State, and one lost UCF. Yes. So that that would go, I think that would go to the scorecards, like meaning scores, and you really need to look at strength of schedules, and it's really mm-hmm. hard for us to predict, like, you know, because we'd have to look at, like— you know, how they beat Fresno State or Fresno State beat San Jose State if Houston beat. So I think that's that's your tier two.
0: Yes, I agree, yes.
1: Okay, tier three, I think, is just Fresno State by itself at two losses. Because I don't think they're going to catch UCF, but I think they're above whatever tier four is. So yeah. I think they're just kind of alone at tier three.
0: Yeah, that's the scenario where the USF loses, uh, or excuse me, basically UCF doesn't win the American.
1: Yeah, yeah, some, some way or another they don't win the American. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, and then um, the fourth tier and final tier would be um, a three-loss Fresno State and a three-loss Houston.
0: Correct. Yeah, and and Houston has to beat and eleven. No UCF.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that would also go to the scorecards. We'd have to like look at who oh, Houston beat, and because this is a crazy scenario because we're looking at Fresno State losing to San Jose State, yeah. and UCF losing. So this is a pretty wacky scenario. But you know that, and then everybody else is eliminated. No Memphis. No Buffalo. Nobody else. So yeah. it's really just these five teams in these four tiers.
0: It's really just the one tier for, for being honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. but it's,
0: yeah, that's the likely if, if scenario. If are really being honest, it's just UCF versus the Mountain West winner. Okay. Let's, let's do this. So what would, um, if at all, here's what I want, here's what I want to happen. Besides like the light, not going crazy and all they lose by whatever to USF and stuff. But I think the best chance also, isn't Derek, is it Derek King or Drake King for Houston? Isn't he out for the year as well? Yeah, the defensive back? No, the quarterback. Oh, um... I think it's yeah, Derek. I think or... Dang it. Okay. Well.
1: So, so, so let me ask you a question. What are you rooting for in that game? Because I am i don't know who to root for in that game. So the option is to lose for Memphis to create some chaos in the, the West, or we could root for Houston, who is probably the bigger challenge for UCF. Who are you rooting for in Memphis and Houston? That's
0: what, that's what I was about to get to. It's Ed Oliver yeah. back. It's huge. That's what I was mentioning. If King, if it's Derek King, it's just spelled a little different. D apostrophe <laughs> Eric. D Eric King, I believe I'll go with. Um he Yeah, he didn't... No, well, did he get hurt versus Tulane, I think it was? Dang, I don't, I don't know. I should look it up. Okay, um I think Memphis could score the points. I think I might lead them because I've seen UCF play Temple. I've seen UCF play these teams where they are struggling. Like, it has to be a shootout. Their defense isn't very good. They're allowing a lot of points. And so ideally you probably want the team that could score the most points have it go back like last year remember the overtime game versus usf back and forth back and forth something like that is ideal however dude ed oliver's a beast what if he comes back and is perfectly fine and gets like three sacks and like a they hand the ball off to him he scores a touchdown like he tried to in the hawaii bowl a couple years ago right 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 and so i'm looking up Derek king but i think i'm probably leaning memphis a little bit
1: okay so while you're looking up Derek king i want to
0: surgery so he's done so he's done. Memphis, I want Memphis to win because he Houston's backup quarterback, I don't care who it is, he's not as good as King. And so yeah. I'd probably go with Memphis cuz they can score the points.
1: Well, okay, so in Memphis um in week, well, it doesn't matter what week, but they played UCF in Memphis at home and they lost 31-30. So if they did have a rematch, it would obviously be in Orlando mm-hmm. at UCF, but this is a team that can, you know, keep pace with UCF.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why I think the most likely lost scenario because you're playing UCF I'd rather play a team that is strength versus strength than say a really good defensive team versus an okay offensive team with Houston not having King okay.
1: okay and I just looked at the line the line has moved to Memphis minus seven I don't know if that's due to Ed Oliver playing I mean obviously the quarterback is out but um, yeah. the line was eight and now it's Memphis minus seven so
0: yeah I would ideally want a UCF Memphis matchup I'm thinking now thinking about it with the quarterback officially out Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm just,
1: the, the 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 good thing is that Houston plays Memphis on Friday, so
0: Ooh, there you go, extra day. Yeah, right. <laughs> on, on on
1: on ABC of all things, um, at, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Go for so, it. So um, breakfast, <laughs> breakfast, love breakfast game, and um, you know, that's one of those games you could watch, and you're just happy. I mean, since you're not,
0: you're not going to be heartbroken if Memphis loses, but no. um, <laughs> hopefully, one team looks good yes yeah, that's what you want confidence going in against undefeated top 10 team possibly yeah yeah so do you, what are your chances usf is going to win because it's in it's in south it's in the miami right
1: it is in miami but the war for south- i4 <laughs> and it is a rivalry game and you always feel like a, in a rivalry game things can get crazy but usf has lost four straight games yeah man. come on Bulls, what are you doing <laughs> they, and, and But I mean, to be fair the, the last four opponents were pretty decent They played, They lost at Houston At home versus Tulane And then on the road to Cincinnati and Temple So all four pretty good opponents But I mean, you either If you want to be somebody that matters, you gotta split those Or at least, you gotta win one of those games
0: See, we see USF is a fraud, which they are. Now time to prove us right and UCF is a fraud as well. <laughs> a little bit.
1: Well, so, I mean, I remember uh, – do you remember the USF-UCF game last year, which went pretty crazy? Like three overtimes, right? It was a yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. And it, the, the, when I was watching, UC, USF just had that quarterback, Flowers, right? Yeah. And he's gone, so I'm, I'm assuming that's why UCF is not good this year?
0: Well, you, well you say, yeah, mostly, because remember – also, last year, USF was down, I think, like 14-0 to versus San Jose State in the opener. <laughs> yeah, right. Their quarterback right now, Blake Barnett, has 11 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's not good. He is completing 62%. That's decent.
1: Is he a deal threat player?
0: Um, Yes, no. 300 yards. Eight touchdowns on the ground, but only 300, so not really. Not really. Um.
1: Okay, so we – I think it would be pretty crazy – it would be. I, I mean, I think USF has a better chance of beating UCF than San Jose State has a chance of beating yes. Fresno State. But, mm-hmm. but what does that really mean in the big scheme of
0: things? Not much. Well, hmm, eh, not too much, really. Yeah. So because um, USF gets, because USF still, ha- or excuse me, UCF still has a reasonable chance to get in even losing this weekend. Right.
1: Fresno, it's going to take a lot. Fresno is. It's going to take a lot.
0: So okay, so what's your? Um, we'll get to Utah State Boise here in a second. What's your? Um, what do you think is going to happen then? Is it going to be UCF? Yeah,
1: I, I think I think this week is going to go to chalk, and we're going to have a really simple situation. I think, UC, I think UCF is going to win. I think Fresno State's going to win, and um, we we'll could get to Boise State. And Utah State. Yeah, we know, we know. But
0: yeah, yeah we instead, know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> instead of going one step further, we'll probably do the same thing next week. So because we, it's there's too many scenarios if we really want to but yeah ucf fresno what about memphis and houston memphis
1: i will take memphis since they are at home and their
0: quarterback is not out with an interest e- <laughs> there you go however ed oliver is not gonna be arguing with a coach on the side the- or coach about a coat
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm surprised he's playing we, we we dm'd a little bit about this i thought um, he's
0: out yeah because he mentioned like a couple weeks ago it seemed like he's injured he's like he's I figured like he's done
1: well, I mean, he's a top 10 pick, right? Yeah, he did. Bart he play.
0: basically said coming into the year, this is his last year. So I figure when he's out with some sort of significant injury that has him miss a few games, why? I get you want to play with your buddies, keep, you know I mean, represent your school and all that stuff, which is great to do so. It just seemed kind of odd when it wasn't like a minor, say, ankle sprain. It was seen, I don't even know what it was really, but something that kept him out for a few weeks.
1: Well, you know, the only thing I could think is if he wants to prove that he's not a bad character guy because of this jacket.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, that's that that's going to be a thing around draft season because anonymous scout says he, he Oliver is disrespectful. You know what I mean? It'll be yeah. something ridiculous. But I remember that time he, he, got mad about having to not wear a jacket or because <laughs> right, he wasn't right. active on the roster. That's going to be brought up and be the worst story ever. Right.
1: Right. If he, if he got, t- if he, if they told him to take his jacket off and he never played for Houston again. So maybe that's the reason that, you know, he's playing, but who knows? I mean, it's surprising, but I, I think, I think Memphis will win. I mean, and you know, the their seven point favorite, which as you as we said is it's a pretty big line versus in a in a in a game where you're playing a team that's record wise better than you.
0: It's, it's also should be noted, not official Oliver's back. He says he's expected to be back, so who knows? Right. Alright, right, so let's get to the big game. Boise State, okay. Utah State. This is like I'm gonna con- conundrum. I got Utah BYU at the same time for me to watch. I can figure out right. what I'm gonna do. But that should be over by halftime because Boise's terrible.
1: No, right. So you you have it pretty easy because you could you could kind of do like a back and forth thing till halftime and then, you know, hopefully Utah. Utah well, yeah. I mean, the the only thing is like, you know, how, how much do you savor kicking the crap out of BYU? I mean, that must be a fun experience. So, um,
0: It will be eight in a row. And <laughs> I keep bringing it up on the radio show I'm part of. One of our guys, he's not like a – he's kind of like me. I'm like, I want Utah to win, but I'm not going to be on the sideline cheering and stuff if I'm at the game. It's like, yeah, if they win, great. If they lose, it kind of sucks, but I'm, I'm cool with it me and him are like the same but i keep reminding them i'm like hey they haven't won this this decade because they haven't right <laughs> and so it's kind of funny but it's uh yeah if they win it's it's just a rose ball thing and like that would be awesome if they if you try to get to go there but let's get to our game here if okay. you heard if you heard me and matt talk about our preview podcast about this game we talked in circles because not much separates these two teams is it um also is it supposed to snow have we is that weather changed at all no, no, no. It's um just cold, I, bitter cold and Boise.
1: Yeah, just get to me, forty-four degrees with um partly cloudy. I just wrote this in my preview. Uh, forty-four degrees, partly cloudy with mild chance of rain.
0: Okay, not a big. deal. Do- I thought it'd be colder, but that's that's good. If it's uh, yeah. right, okay, it's eight fifteen kick, which is geez, brutal. But so that that's the temperature at sunset, which I think is like five fifteen. Wait, yeah. dude, sunset's not eight fifteen. Dude, no, 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 no. no, sunset was? Sunset's obviously not. That's kickoff. Sunset's <laughs> obviously not eight fifteen regardless whatever it's cold Logan and Boise Boise it's like dude they're all so, Logan's a bitter cold but the game itself me and Matt talked back and forth because the line itself is it still at two and a half I think it changed slightly toward. yeah it's still, it's still two and a half okay. uh, uh, according to Vegas Insiders what is it three before so half a point yeah. toward Utah State mm-hmm. So yeah, game, like we talked back and forth, to like okay, who's better? Like we also on Twitter, like who's better quarterback? Well, they're very comparable. Who has the better running game? Well, Boise's running game playing better, but Utah State has two guys. So is that really a wash? Because you can't give the ball to both guys in the same play. So you have to give it to one or the other. Right. And so it's like okay, you got the a great offensive line for Utah State, which is given up eight sacks. Then you got Curtis Weaver, Dribbler Frazier, who have the most sacks in the Mountain West. You have Utah State's not as deep as receiver. That's probably the one edge I'd say Boise. I'd say for sure is better at, even though if you look at Jordan Love receiving not passing yards, they're all over the place. But as for talent, top end talent, I'd see Boise State better receiving. It's so close, like it, we kept going back and forth, and finally, oh, it's we got to make a pick, and it's is it really that close? Or is there something I'm missing here? Give us your take because we know where you're leaning, but is it really that close? You think for all those positions overall? Um, so here's the thing that
1: scares me. I I think that um. I just want to know how much is Utah how how much are Utah State's stats inflated because of their inferior competition? Because I know they're good, but how good are they? Because so I see that they have what um
0: twenty two
1: interceptions for the year or something absurd. Mm-hmm. Let me see one two, They have three, a lot.
0: Five, they have I think eleven non offensive touchdowns, and
1: so they have eighteen interceptions for the for the year. So. I mean, and Boise State has seven, I think. I think I counted seven because I was looking at that right. Um, they have Boise State has six, and Utah State has eighteen interceptions. Mm-hmm. So that is a pretty big disparity. But how many of Utah State's interceptions are because they played, you know, not as?
0: Um, good They have. Here's the thing. Um, it depends how I look at it. So they've had. It's not like they had like five against Tennessee Tech. They had one. Right, They okay. had three against New Mexico State. They had three against New Mexico. Two versus Hawaii. And you could also say, okay, Hawaii throws it 75 million times. You're bound to get a pick or two in the game. But it's kind of spread out. There's not really anything that – yes, three stands out quite a bit. But they have like one versus Michigan State, none versus Air Force, one versus BYU, one versus UNLV, one against – so it's not um, two versus CSU. Which And I think both were t- touchdowns. But if you're getting picks and touchdowns, like Utah State has as many pick sixes as Boise State has interceptions overall. Right. And so it's – oh, I get your point. So, like, okay, these numbers, who are they playing? When you look at not to jump to offense too much, they're also playing their starters only 60% of the game. And okay. And so if they wanted to – not that not that it makes a difference how good they are, but if you look at raw numbers, that's something you probably should look at a little bit where Jordan Love has played, I think – technically only nine total games eight total games because he missed three total 12 quarters essentially because he's sitting right on the bench because we're up 40 to 10 and so it's it's hard to see where like yes their stats could be better but would it really matter who cares if they were to score 75 against UNLV or 80 versus Mexico if Jordan Love played the whole game they still won by 50 points just about
1: Okay, so I tweeted out um, the score differentials of their five similar opponents. And if you break those down into one-score games, two-score games, and then if you say that over 16 points is a blowout, okay? So Utah State, if you use this simple metric that I've just created right now. I thought you hated great scores. <laughs> I do, I do, but we have such limited statistics. Yes. Yep. But um, if I've, we use a simple metric that I created right now, you'd have Utah State would have – Two one-score games, and then I think two two-score games, and then one quote-unquote blowout. Oh, no, no. Two blowouts, two one-score games, and one two-score games. And Boise State would have one one-score game, one two-score game, and three blowouts.
0: Yeah, I think – I see that tweet now. I was, I was going to look at that earlier, but I didn't because they are both comparable versus Air Force. I yeah. would say Utah State kind of let them back in, which – that special team's weird play. But right. still, they're both – the only real difference to look at because BYU game was not great for Boise, but CSU game was not great for, for Utah State. So it's almost –
1: And then the Wyoming game. was
0: a given edge to – yeah, give an edge to uh, Boise State because they looked really good. They kind of let off the pedal in the second half up big. So you got, if you look at that kind of difference of common opponents, I would think Boise State has a, a slight edge because they played much better versus Wyoming because – BYU and CSU, those are both two different games where each team played poor or good against its opponents. Okay, and then um, one person tweeted at me that the BYU team that Boise
1: State played was different than the BYU team that Utah State played. And I know where – you know where I'm going to, but um, – Just saying.
0: I will – just go ahead.
1: (laughs) Because it was Mangum versus Wilson, and you, you, due to your other commitments, follow BYU a little bit more closely. Do you think there's any
0: merit to that? Very slightly, how very, very slightly, but here, um, not really. Because these things, here's the reason be BYU. They were close to picking Zach Wilson to be the starter back in preseason. So it was very close. It wasn't because Mangum played terrible. Well, it was to get benched, but the difference isn't that much. Because the only real difference I see is Wilson um, runs a little bit better than Mangum. That's about it. The difference overall, because there's, there's also, we've seen some dummies replying to us. I'm like, dude, just... His big, like, huge argument is like I maybe referring to that same guy, but he's like, it's a huge difference. Like if Zach Wilson if Tanner Mangum played, Boise would have won by forty points. I'm like, well, did Tanner, does Tanner Mangum or Zach Wilson play defense? Because Boise's offense wasn't very good against BYU. And so I okay. would look more toward that to say and BYU's defense is good, but what I'm getting at is like who matter who didn't matter who's a quarterback? Because Boise State couldn't score score points. And so okay. and, and so that's my point. And then also Running game's awful. They have no wide right receivers. It doesn't matter as quarterback because quarterback wasn't the issue with BYU. They can add either quarterback result. I'd be pretty confident, fairly similar for each game.
1: Okay, then this is my second point about that game. When Utah State played BYU, they played them early in the year. They played three straight home games and then had a bye week and then played BYU on the road. So they were a fairly well-rested team. And, you know, coming off the bye week, three straight home games before that. Boise State, on the other hand, was really banged up. They were playing BYU near the end of the year. And the week after Boise State played BYU, they played Fresno State. And they had the situation where if they lost to Fresno State, they were eliminated from Mountain West competition. And a lot of people on Twitter were talking about how you know Boise State was going to keep a pretty vanilla playbook and to a certain extent they did and they unleashed all their trick plays in the first half versus Fresno State so I think that could have probably contributed a little bit to Uh, the score
0: differential a a bit Maybe the banged up thing yeah but both teams played at the same point in the year like Utah State and BYU have been healthy BYU and Boise State were also banged up like BYU is missing their top tight end they're missing players who aren't healthy so I get your point where maybe the score difference, but both teams have played the same amount of games. There's a bye week which I would say a little bit toward Boise state, but if you play week 10 or week two, both teams have the same, what injury luck, I guess you want to say. Right but, but then again it's middle of the season why would Boise hang back there's enough if that's the theory they're saying why would they would have been holding back against other teams as well before okay we got Oklahoma state let's hold back we're playing San Diego State next week let's no, hold back no. No, what, I, I, but my point the is reason like,
1: would, the, the reason they would hold back because when they were playing at BYU Utah State had already put them in a situation where Fresno State was a do or die game and um so that's why they were holding back because uh, I, they might have, was-
0: but I don't see there. I don't think there's a reason to do that because you're already what eight games into the season. What are you? If you're holding back, that's fine. You're holding back for that one game regardless. You're holding back just because the one result when you're already past the midway point. I think that's kind of reaching a little bit to say we're not we're gonna play vanilla just because. But that's not to say they could play vanilla and beat BYU, which they did. So yeah, it, it was it, be- it playing vanilla to keep it safe or was it vanilla to hold back from certain plays? I think it's more just to play it safe. I mean, I think it was a com
1: it was a combination. Well, Obviously, Brian Harson yeah. isn't going to say like, "Hey, who cares if we beat BYU?" He wants to win the game. But you know, if he's holding back like injured players, like he well,
0: that no, that part yes, that part. Let's so talk about. Oh, I thought you I thought you mentioned play calling. No, no, no. I, oh, I do think I think it's I mean, both. Oh, but like, I, okay. I I saw, I thought you meant, like plays. I'm like, what do you mean? There's eight games in. They're showing everything every week. <laughs> okay, right. I no, okay, I apologize. Okay, I hear you. Both. Okay, no, that I could see that making sense because if a guy's sort of hurt. Why play him more than you need to? Okay, I miss miss. Well,
1: and not just that. It's just because at that point, with two losses, and we both know that Boise State was thinking NY six before the year. So with two losses, it looked like you know, it looked like the season was gone. The only thing to play for was an outside chance of beating Fresno State and getting to that Mountain West Championship game. So you know, a lot. And obviously, you know, Boise State's trying to win every single game they play, like you were saying, but. They might have, like, a lot of us were thinking, like, that Fresno State game was because if we had lost that game, if Boise State lost that game, then it didn't matter what we did versus Utah State.
0: Well, or lose to BYU, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter either. Well, BYU
1: really didn't matter because it was mostly like an exhibition well, game. Well, no, it's I mean, like, if perfect. they
0: hadn't, like, you mentioned York six aspirations, it had been toast.
1: Right. No, but at that point of the year, because, you know, everything was toast. I like, felt,
0: I well, I felt with looking who they played ahead, I felt they were always in it with two losses. Because we knew Utah State was good, their ranking Fresno State was good. They would have the back end boost, which, which is clearly what happened this week when they're ranked. So I felt they were. It would. I didn't know when they'd be ranked. But I figured they probably would be at some point. Or if they weren't ranked last week, definitely. Obviously, if they win this week, they would be for sure. Or two weeks ago, after Fresno. But my point is like looking ahead, who they had to play. I kind of figured they would be in this position right now, even when they're after losing to uh Oklahoma, or San Diego State
1: well i thought after boise state played that tough game against nevada i kind of you know so at that point what are they they were 4 and 2 and they had games at air force byu fresno state and utah state i thought they would lose at least one of those games and well, i was kind of hoping that they would go 9 and 3 i mean there was a, boise state was in a tough spot after they lost yeah. to nevada in that really close game
0: yeah well i i get, yeah after being nevada but then they turned over for CICU. that's maybe that's when I'm like. Okay, they got this because Rams, yeah. yeah, they put up 28 points, which is not too bad. It's pretty good, but it's the Rams and Mike Bobo is something else. Um, so let's get to this game real quick because we probably okay. need to kind of wrap this up. So what's your right. if you had to pick? Because we mentioned on Twitter like the offensive line, I think it's going to be a big deal for Boise's attack. Utah State's pretty experienced. They have a really good line. One of the I'm not top two in the conference. Like they're probably top two or three in every category. Like Boise is <laughs> kind of interchangeable. Right. I, I think that might be the biggest thing for me because Jordan love can move a little bit. He runs up, runs around kind of, he can scramble. Not, he's going to not get a ton of yards, but he can move. I'm thinking that's the biggest thing because Wyoming got to him a little bit. And it was, I can, it was just terrible. So I think if Boise is going to win, that's the most, cause I could say special teams, that's kind of a uh, fluky, even right. though Boise's ugh, hasn't been that great at times. And then Utah State nearly blew it versus CSU, dropping that ball. But I think the biggest thing really is if they could get to Jordan Love and not allow him to be consistent and throw, play their offense. Because the Rams sort of did that as well last week. Outside of that final drive where he just shredded them to look like this is Jordan Love for week one through ten, if he, if Boise State can get to him, it doesn't have to be sacks. Just get in his face, knock him down, make him get out of rhythm. I think that's the biggest thing because on Utah State's defense, like I've said earlier, like, oh, they're secondary. I'm like, I remember watching BYU game. The secondary has all those picks. You're right, but there were right. times when, if the if Tanner Mango was accurate, he was guy. He was just guys are open. Or if you look at the CSU, I know Preston Williams is really, really, really good. He got the ball a lot, but there, that's a little bit of weakness I see. Even though even to have the pick sixes because they're getting balls defended, but I think that's an area as well. But I think the biggest thing if they get to love, it's going to be extremely difficult because. Is Utah State going to get a kick return like they've done this year? Are they going to get a pick six? Is there going to be something where it's a non-offensive play, which I expect probably won't happen. Probably could be two total from each team. I mean, combined, I can see that happening. Whether special teams or if I'm going to say over/under for non-offensive touchdowns in this game, I could put it at two and be confident saying two or two and be right for each combining for that. But I think if they get to love, that's pretty much ball game unless something wacky happens on special teams or defense defensive scores.
1: Okay, well, so I think two things. To add on to that, I think that is the key to the game. And so I think that – I think the Boise State defensive line will get to Jordan Love. And Jordan Love will have like a decent game, you know, maybe like two touchdowns with one interception. You know, and I think he'll play all right. I think Darwin Thompson will have a good game because, you know, fast running backs have, have done pretty well against Boise State. So I, th- I think – I think that's what's going to be the key for Boise State. I think Durant Miles is going to play. He played against Fresno like half the plays. He sat out BYU and New Mexico. I believe he's he because he was dressed for New Mexico, but I don't think he played. So I think Boise State will pressure Jordan Love, and he's mobile, but you know, we saw with Marcus McMarion, like, you know, McMerian got a couple of sacks, but you know, Chris Weaver's a pretty fast guy. Oh yeah yeah he'll catch you from behind so i think that's going to be the the difference and when you're talking about like that special teams or defensive play now tell me if i'm off base here i think utah state they haven't really been challenged and this is going to be boise state is saying that they have 34,000 tickets out the crowd's going to be loud mm-hmm. boise state has been there you know they played oregon last year mm-hmm. they played a lot of big games and I think they're gonna they're gonna get at least one or two big plays, and I don't think Utah State will. And I think Boise State's gonna end
0: up winning by about ten points. I will say this. They played at Michigan State week one. But I'm you know, saying. Michigan State <laughs> But Michigan but State but no, no but week one, huge stadium, I don't care how good or bad they are now. Right, right. That's I'm just saying not 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 just not the team not the team. Who cares who the team is? Have they gone to UCLA week one? And they have a sell because it's week one, or you're at Tennessee week one, ninety thousand plus. That first game, everybody's all the optimistic in the world. So my, so as for setting, I know it's it's two or three months ago, so it's like okay, we've been here, but how was it really? I think to start the game, if it's that loud, which it pr- better be, jeez, you better show up, get your hot cocoa, get over, need the hand warmers, feet warmers, <laughs> butt warmers, stay in the stadium, hat warm, get warm. But as for atmosphere, I don't think it's gonna be that big a deal it's going to be at some point but it's not going to be holy crap what are we doing here it's going to be like it's it's there's a, going to be an edge because how it is but i don't think it's gonna be a huge thing because they've kind of been there playing at michigan state but then again it's three months ago so it's like well has that how's that feeling when i don't know i it's well, it's an edge but i think they've, say, done, they've done it before a little bit so that's why i'm like okay it's a big deal but not that big a deal the only thing i'll say about
1: the there's something different about when you play a team that you hate, like when we played Fresno State and BYU. Does Boise State like, I,
0: hate Utah State, really? N-
1: n- <laughs> no, but they hate them for this one game because okay, Utah just, State. <laughs> this <laughs> is a, i guess this is like a rivalry game now because you know the fans are Why up Why is it? It shouldn't be. Well, I, any team from the Mountain West Mountain Division that tries to rise up against Boise State is a
0: rival. Okay, no, I hear. I just I meant generic terms rival because it's like with yeah, BYU, no, no, they're not. They're not. A, everybody they're really thinks Boise is side. a rival, right? Is that the case? Like BYU, everybody thought they're the rival of the Mountain West, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico. Thought it was a rival when it's not, It's mean, a fake Boise rival. State's
1: rivals are Fresno and Nevada, and you know, but Utah State is a whack rival. Not that they had any success oh, against us in the whack That's um, they were good. Yeah, Utah State finally figured something out. <laughs> so, I mean, do you really think Utah State will win? Do you th-
0: I mean, I am I – I don't know because I – It's I, close. I, I struggle. Like, if you listen to me, Matt, we're going back and forth. You're but right. It's – that's what I picked. I, okay, if you didn't hear, my pick is Utah State twenty four twenty one. Okay. Okay. Because Fresno State was extremely close. Utah State, it's not going to be a blowout. I, I That would be the most shocking thing if either team wins by more than 17 points. Oh, that, yeah. That would be the most shocking. It's going to be – scoring is going to be at a premium because both defenses can make plays. Like right. even as Utah state secondary, I've seen them have cracks, but they make plays. They get their hands on the ball. Like that pick six last week. Yes, it was a bad pass, but the Utah state guys right there to take it and ran down the field untouched. And so a blowout would be the farthest thing to happen. And few points because Boise state's going to have success passing the ball. especially especially also mentioned Alexander Madison. He's been, he's been okay this year, but the past couple weeks, he's been really good. And so if he continues from Fresno State second half from last week, he does that. But I think one reason I think Utah State is chance to win. when They play Colorado State. I don't know if they're motivated, but they got the their crap. The, you know what I mean? They're scared to death. They if Preston Williams was six inches to the left, this game wouldn't matter. This game three would, inches. it would matter. You know what I mean? Like to, in- inbounds.
1: Yeah, three inches to the left. whatever.
0: Yeah, an inch and a half. You know what I mean? Just, I was gonna say six yeah. centimeters, but if he would just. Um, Whatever, that much over, this I know that's not the one to play, but that's the big deal. This game, went, this game wouldn't have as much meaning as it would. It would still have the division title on the line, but the New York Six stuff wouldn't be really in play. So, But I think having that close game finally, they realize okay, we need to play our best because the Rams aren't very good, but they did something that hasn't been done to us in like a month since Wyoming or even Michigan yeah. State. So I think that's an issue. Like, okay, we need to be ready and not take it lightly. Not that they would, but there's that. Right. And also, I think like... I know we mentioned Jordan Love, Bryant, Brett Ripon. Like, who's better? Who's not? It's Like, they, I gave Love the edge, but it's like it's like hardly anything because I don't know why. It's just my gut feeling a little bit because they're both really, really good. And so, I, I don't know. I think I don't. It's it's tough. But, man. Well, I, got, I, got, I got two teams, things. Well, go I got for it to I'm, I'm done. Go for it. <laughs> go no, no, I got two things to say because
1: like, so Matt during your podcast said like, um, you know Boise State versus Fresno State and BYU and Utah State versus Colorado State, you know, good teams make plays to win the game. But the difference is that Boise State scored three straight touchdowns to beat Fresno State and then made a big fourth fourth down stop. And they did the same thing to BYU. Utah State's big stop was they fumbled a punt and they got lucky that Preston Williams stepped outside.
0: I would argue that last drive, Jordan Love went down the field at ease to carve them apart. That was your big moment for them in that game. Yes. Well, no. Is is Colorado State? who lost, Utah State lost a punt. The big right, play. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. though The big play. Like if you want to look for like you say what Boise did, like which is great, twenty one half points. I would say their backs against wall and they went down the field and no issue to score a quick touchdown. So that's that's something responding when you're down. You have ninety seconds left, whatever it was, not much time left, and you go down the score without without skipping a beat. First time all game because the whole game you were driving slowly down the field and settling for field goals. I would think I give him credit for that for, all right, what are we doing here, guys? All right, let's go. Oh, yeah, we're good. Let's go score a touchdown. And so I'd say that's not to say as consistency through 10, 15, 20 minutes, but that final drive was quite impressive.
1: Okay, let me ask you this. Does this matter when it comes to the Jordan Love, Brett Ribbon, I guess, comparison? So, Or is this just, you know, just – Fan nonsense. Jordan Love is a sophomore in a very, very hostile environment versus Brett Ripon in a senior on senior game on his home turf for maybe the last time.
0: No, there's something to be said for that. He's been he's been in how many game big games? How many times has he? No, he's been right. He's at home, which is huge. Even though like I didn't mean to downplay the atmosphere, but I figured Utah State's kind of they've done it, so they're not overly intimidated. But there'll be there'll be issues like fault maybe false start here and there, maybe offsides. But no, that's Edge. He's at home. He's played what 50 games. 40 something games? Yeah, probably. And Love has split time last year with um Ken Myers and he didn't start going until I think game 7 last year to be the main guy. That, no, there's something to be said for a guy who's been there and done that. Like in close games, like that's why I thought the res- responding to CSUB down was huge for him because he hasn't had to do that all year because he's always been winning and he didn't he barely did it versus Wyoming because they wasn't really him why they won. But that response was huge, but no, that's good. that could be something because he hasn't been in a game Outside of last week, that's why them being a close victory to CSU is kind of good preparation for this one because the result and score wise probably very similar. The outcome the process to get the outcome will not be, I don't think, but that there is an edge to being at home and then a the guy who's started so many games. But so yeah.
1: Um. Hey, the last question I have for you because you watch Utah State more often than I do. They, their def, their defense. The guys that looks like they get sacks, they look like they're linebackers. How is their defensive line? Is it very good? Are they? Is the line itself going to be able to put pressure, or are they going to have to bring blitzes, like blitz uh, packages?
0: I'm trying to think. So I don't know. what's the first half. Um, no, you're right. Because like uh, Tippa is linebacker, second in conference in sacks. I'm trying to think. It or is Wood- more. And then Woodward is a linebacker as well. I would say um, two things. It's they're not making plays because there's nobody in the top forty in the conference getting sacks for the defensive line. Here's the thing, what it, what it can do for you. It, it could go both ways. I can make it sound, oh, it's a great thing or a bad thing. If you want to say it's a bad thing, they're not getting enough pressure because they're, they're just not getting pressure because the linebackers come in. Or you could say the deep, the offensive line is having to focus so much on defensive tackle that the linebacker blitzes through because the defensive tackle is such a good player against your guard or tackle. So it's, Kind of both. I'm trying to think of defensive line, but I think I'm more leaning toward what you're saying that the line defense line is it's good, but it's not. It's more of the linebackers who are just really, really good. Because even um, like tackles for loss, like in the conference, it's still Woodward and, and Tippa for Utah State. Going yep. down, like for the whole, I'm looking at CFB stats. Their first linebacker at five and a half TFLs is uh, Fua Leilua, who's pretty good. But that's it, and then they have um, solely at like five, so they get they're getting some TFLs back there. But to get to the actual quarterback, it's kind of both because those five getting five TFLs is it's above it's good, but it's not great. And right. so, <coughs> excuse me, it's them of both because those linebackers are really good. They're going to find a way to get back there regardless. They're that good. Like Tippa or Woodward could be in the running for first team all conference and maybe defensive player of the year. They'll be probably one of the top handful of guys in the conversation with others but they're the elite of the, of the elite so they're going to find their way but it's i'm leaning, yeah i'm just gonna say more towards you but the argument could be made as well that they're putting so much pressure like they're having to the line back the guard or center or tackle whoever's guarding that lineman the lineman's doing such a good job of occupying the offensive player the defensive player is able to come in but well, it's, it's more towards what you're saying that the linebackers are that good
1: well, so like the thing, like the thing about Brett Rippin that's really impressed me, or one of the things is, you know, it's been pretty clear that the key to beating Boise State is putting pressure on Rippon. But he's yeah. been really good against the blitz. At the same time, like you saw the Oklahoma State game, he got when he didn't get knocked down, he was making good passes. He had a great game if you look at it. Yeah. He was just tossed to the ground too often. So you know, it, it, so I'm just thinking like if they have to do linebacker blitzes. You know, that's an extra second or mm-hmm. two to give Ripon to throw the ball.
0: Oh, and also right. one less defender to guard right. just, whatever pass that's coming along their way. All right.
1: So I think we gotta wrap it yes. up. But um, I <laughs> I I got I got a few rapid fire questions for you. Who do you think the Mount West would rather have? If you're Craig Thompson, who would you rather have a one loss Utah State with just a one in their loss column or a two loss Boise State which is the bigger marquee brand? Who do you think he is doesn't better? care? He doesn't. He care. doesn't care.
0: I don't think he cares one bit. He wants the best option for the league. Okay. Because and so, he and during not during like the question wasn't asked him in yeah, the media yeah. days, but they they're not boastful of the league. They just want the best team. He doesn't care because if he starts saying I'd rather have Boise, rather have Fresno, rather have Hawaii, that's a slippery soap for him as a commissioner.
1: No, obviously he's not going to say that. But okay, let's say let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> if you are the commissioner. Who do you want to – If okay, so let's say you have one loss
0: I'll say this. You want Utah State because they have the best chance. Okay. They're the highest ranked team. I would say this. Whoever's the best best ranked team in the conference is who you want because that gives them the best chance this year with UCF being so high. Gotcha. And But if you want people to watch, yeah, it's Boy State because people know them. That's the thing. But then again, if you get Boise State in the mix for a big-time game, you have Boy State get there. It just adds to the depth of the league as well.
1: Right. Okay, so the next, so um, we had two questions. Okay, I think um, Atherton he asked us, do any of the other conference champions matter? Um, they do not, as we've discussed. UCF and, that's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so um, our own Ted McGovern asked us to criticize Craig Thompson a bit.
0: Oh man, he hasn't done anything to. I am a backer of him, not backer, but I can understand what he's been up against. Like. People blame him for Utah leaving, BYU leaving, TCU leaving. I give him no blame for that whatsoever. The only thing I really give him blame for, and even the Mountain Network, give him all the credit because there wouldn't be a Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC network if not for this conference. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's done a great, amazing thing for streaming, for basically every game being online, whether it be with Stadium or the Mountain West Network or Facebook. He's done some good things. His biggest errors, as I said, was not inviting Boise when TCU came into the league years and years ago and then also still pass on Wichita State. More recently right. than also the obloviating about Gonzaga publicly when the Gonzaga president or AD I forget which one said what do you mean I thought we still had the meeting going on those are two those are the three biggest things, things also his expansion for protecting Lee because he's not proactive enough but overall he's been fine if not slightly above average I, like there's stuff he doesn't control like what would you rather have Raj like there's a complaint at the basketball tournament. They play that late 9 p.m. Pacific tip, maybe 9.30 depending on the prior game. They turn around to be on national CBS at 3 Pacific. Like You can't control that unless you take all the rights back, but they're going to get less money for that if they're exclusively on Facebook or Twitter.
1: No, I think you want to be on TV. Like you know, that's always the discussion with boy. Like with it, it, it has a parallel to is—is is it good for Boise State to play at eight thirty on Saturdays or Harson
0: noon Saturday consistently?
1: <laughs> well, thing. of course, of course, Harson's gonna you yeah. know appease the fans, and he won't, probably wants a full saw. But he knows that being on ESPN or CBS is better than not being on ESPN or CBS.
0: There's a reason they wanted that deal to get six, five of their six home games guaranteed on ESPN. There's a reason they wanted that, right? And it's not yeah. it, its not exclusively because they got more money for doing that the first couple of years.
1: No, obviously the money helps, but you know you want to be on TV. I mean, that, that helps. That's obviously. my point, yeah. The
0: money's great, but its we always joke CBS Sports Network combat to Aztec football, which right. <laughs> kind of stinks because they're always on there and they always play the late game because that's what Aztec football has been forever. But ESPN is more household, all that stuff, which is why we can tell when people, hey, get our free trial, and we see all the people signing up to watch games for weeks. So... But being on ESPN, it's, we know how what it is. It's like you want exposure. But he's been like – people bash on Thompson, but he's he's doing okay. Maybe 20 years – here's the thing. If you're at any job for 20 years, you're going to screw up along the way.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? I think I think his biggest screw-up um, is not getting Wichita State. Because if he got Wichita State, then I think he gets Gonzaga.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, We've discussed that plenty of times over. Because yeah. And then maybe even BYU at some level, whether it be basketball for a 14-team league, which – we don't need to do too much, but Gonzaga, BYU, Wichita state that could force BYU's hands to eventually come back for football. And just imagine, go imagination from there for basketball. It would be probably better than the PAC 12. It'd be on par with the power leagues, better than a 10, better than big East. So it's like, that's, I, I, w- I might go back farther. Like I would I would venture to say not getting Boise, Boise early enough. But then again, the BCS was so stacked against the conference, even right. though during that short time frame, they were better than the ACC, better than the Big East, and the multiple metrics still did not get auto-bid. I still don't think, like yeah, the league itself would have been good enough for a couple of years, but the money wouldn't have been there because they would never have ever been considered a BCS league, even though the metrics that were put in place by the BCS said they achieved to be a BCS league. And so I can't blame him for losing any three schools. I know the TV deal with BYU was weird, but that wasn't Thompson either because he had Comcast, he had the Mountain, he had Changeover in Hand from CBS, called excuse me, CSTV. But that, even then, I can understand where people blame Thompson. But then again, when you have something not written on contract, that's kind of on BYU a little bit. It's like, yeah. there's too much to go through the history of that, but it's, he's been okay, but there's been ups and downs. Like, I think you're right. I'd say the two biggest things is not getting Boise earlier, but I think more bigger, you're right, Wichita, because if any team got a power five, power six bid or whatever it was years ago, I mean, go to big East TCU and Aztecs, Boise, those invites and you can triple your money. They're gone. No matter what Thompson could do nothing to keep them in, no matter what, even if you had right. Boise years earlier. Right. Right. I think we're good. We've done plenty, and we've gone much longer than we thought. One hour. You're welcome, folks. Happy Thanksgiving, and listen to this with one earbud, annoying or not annoying, but uh, disappearing from your family. Put the one hand over your small earbud, especially Raj with the wireless earbuds now. If you stick one hand like you're just kind of chilling, people don't know if you're listening. <laughs> they cannot tell at all. Oh, this is great stuff. It's always fun to talk more football and stuff. So. Also, oh wait, real quick. Tell people what the uh, bet is with you and Logan and everybody.
1: Yeah, I did. I did want to a- add on that. So you know, at Man West Fire, we take our journalistic integrity pretty seriously, and we take our fan base pretty and in- even more seriously. seriously. Yeah, we take our <laughs> fan base. So what we are doing is, um, there's we have three writers for Boise State because Boise State's the most important team, and we have Logan Jones who covers Utah State. And the loser of the game will be throwing a whipped cream pie in their face because that will represent the shame of losing. The Boise State Utah State game So look for that on Twitter Look for all of us To cover the game On Westwire All that good stuff Logan Jones On Twitter And Colin Clovis Eric Smiley And Roger Prabala, And you will get Our fans cited For the Boise State Utah State game
0: You know what we should do I just thought about this You might we. I'm going to bring this up to you on air Because you mentioned To me off air a little bit before What we really should do I've been doing this long enough If we had, if people are interested We should have Like you've already talked about One to like kind of a Boise show occasionally With you and whoever One of the other Boise guys we should do like a homers podcast or something where it's, if you ever so often just go rant on your team, just because that would, I think people would like that. I think, I think we'll, we'll try that. And especially, you know what?
1: Maybe we'll try that next week. We'll see because your next week's preview will only be, uh, you know, just one game, right? So Fresno um, versus whoever, Fresno, yeah, Fresno versus whoever. So, you know, maybe, maybe we could, um, Maybe we could have a Boise State or Utah State podcast, and now a Fresno State podcast. Obviously, if Boise State loses, you probably won't hear me hear from me for a bit. But until um, spring football, no, no. <laughs> not until not spring football Bowl game or something. But, um, but no, all right, well, nice
0: um, yeah, I mean, I think Boise State's gonna win by ten points, and I okay. think
1: that's my final word.
0: I got three points here, but all right, thank you, everyone. Check us out: MWR.com, dot com, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker. We actually got a new fan apparently today, so thank you for that guy signing up under Pocket Casts. and yeah happy thanksgiving i'm really quick last question what's your favorite side for thanksgiving
1: stuffing i don't know what stuffing really is but it is terrific
0: all right we are high virtual high five because home okay homemade stuffing clearly right not stovetop or anything no not right homemade stuffing Stuffing. eli's doing did you fill out the thing for eli sent out the uh, rankings real quick of what you want to put in there um no i, I didn't oh, see that. Yet. i will forward that to you right now so just fill out top five but homemade stuffing and then i'll even say it, mashed potatoes and gravy number two everything else is far away
1: I, yeah, I mean, I, I like potatoes, any type of potatoes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuffing, I mean, because that's not something that you normally eat, and it's just so good. You should, it, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, we should have stuffing just on a normal basis, but it's just, it's just like a breaded,
0: like meaty, like gizzard mess, but yeah. it's, it's just terrific. Add with some gravy, a little bacon, too, sometimes. Oh, oh so, so good. good. All right. So that's excellent. So hopefully <laughs> you're enjoying your stuffing as you're listening to us. So until, uh, Sunday night, we'll, dude, have a great weekend, great football, and go, team. Yeah, see ya.